time for Conversations with MIT Medical. Care for the community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. Nearly half of all college freshmen feel lonely or homesick at some point during their freshman year. But homesickness doesn't just happen to first-year students. Anyone in a new environment can experience the strong desire to return to familiar people and routines. My guest is Zan Barry. She develops programs to support the well-being of groups and individuals, including stress management, healthy sleep, mindfulness, eating, and body image concerns. Welcome to the show, Zan. What are the signs of homesickness that college students might exhibit? Well, you know, everyone uh, might have a different sign that's prompting them to uh, to know that they're homesick. So for some people, it'll be quite obvious they'll be having lots of um, emotional signs, uh, crying and um, feeling lonely and sad. But for other people, it might be more mental, where they feel unfocused and unproductive. And for some people, it can be body-based, more, you know, aches and pains and um unexplained headaches and stomach aches, that kind of thing. So when you start to notice these, and would you notice them in yourself as a student, or is it, you know, kind of your roommate would notice these things? I think it can go either way, and I think it's good to um, for us to teach homesickness literacy, really, to all students so that they're looking out for each other. So what are some tips to deal with these signs? Well, of course, um, if there are physical symptoms going on, you want to get those checked first and just make sure that um, that it's not something more serious and more, you know, in-depth. Um, and if it persists for a long, long period of time, say the emotional, you know, sadness and loneliness persists for a long time, you want to get that checked as well. But there are many self-care things that people can do um, from finding cultural affinity groups on campus, you know, to be with people who um, are have familiar... Um, interests and familiar backgrounds to uh, help you feel more acclimated uh, to your new environment. Um, Certainly, it's a good idea not to avoid social um, events like coffee hours and study breaks and and, uh, outings with the rest of your dorm. It's all very good to do those things and kind of keep ourselves in the mix with uh, with the community, even when we're not feeling our absolute best. Um, But there are other things about... um, limiting trips to home. If it's possible to go home, you don't want to do that every weekend. Um, And if uh, you start to get really upset by talking on the phone or using Skype um, with your family, then maybe stick to email or texting or something that's um, maybe less evocative of those, of the sadness and the loneliness. And and, uh, keep yourself moving forward. Um, It's great to have a few transitional objects from home, something that reminds you of home. And, um, and I've uh, heard that students find it very comforting to have a calendar, like a physical paper wall calendar that shows them that time is actually passing and that break will come soon and they'll be able to see their family, you know, within a reasonable period of time. How much is too much, Zan? In, in this age of helicopter parenting, parents want to be involved more than they used to in how are you doing with your grades, how are you getting along with your teachers and your roommates. How much is too much communication with your parents? Right. Well, the main, uh, I think, guidepost for that is, do I feel like I'm developing my own identity? Do I feel like I'm still developing my own friendships, my own way of thinking? Am I able to differentiate uh, my new world and my new um, identity from my old identity that I had growing up? Um, If people feel like they're starting to have some healthy separation and that that... um, communication with the parents is not keeping them, 
you know, overly tied to one particular identity that they've always had, but they feel that they're moving forward and developing some some new skills and new identity, then the communication with parents is probably fine. Um, if people do feel like it's keeping them from uh, making friends, from interacting with peers, from joining groups, um, because they're so um, uh, overly concerned or orbiting around their family connections, so much, um, then that's something to take a look at. Okay, so you, what are the best specific activities? You said to get involved with the activities that are on campus, but are there some other things like exercise, things like that that can kind of give you that jump away so that you don't think about it so much? Right. So uh, taking your mind off of things or cultivating the ability to really be in the moment with something else besides your thoughts about missing home is really important. And there are certain things that will definitely cultivate your ability to be in the moment. Exercise is one of those things. If you're breathing hard and you're sweating and you have um, some positive um, biochemicals flowing through you like endorphins that are a mood booster, you know, all those things are good ways to take your um, mind off of things and also give yourself a biochemical boost. Um, but certainly uh, getting off campus and um, being with uh, peers in a new setting, you know, there are these wonderful outings that dorms take and living groups take together that can be really just a refresher for your brain and help you um, focus on something else for a while. Sleep is of primary um, primary help and importance, and that's really hard for college students to get. But even if they can make up their sleep deficit somehow with some napping or some um, extra hours that they get on Friday nights after a long week, here at MIT, um, Thursday nights are a notoriously rough night for students turning their problem sets, their P-sets. And, uh, and so I encourage people to try to go to bed earlier on Friday night so they wake up more rested and refreshed and ready to take on the weekend um, and try to make up their sleep deficit wherever they can. So are there some positives about homesickness, things that it can teach a student about, you know, if they can master it, how they can increase their range of comfortable experiences that are outside their, their comfortable bubble they're used to? That's a great question because opening that window of being able to tolerate new experiences and even thrive in new settings is a wonderful side benefit or a wonderful silver lining of, of homesickness. Um, the, the feeling of mastery and the feeling of um, growth, uh, you know, sort of post-homesickness growth is very real and very empowering for students. And we often see them come back in their sophomore year um, ready to take on the world. So do you have some kind of... Uh you know, things that they can say to themselves in the morning when they wake up and instead of saying, I don't fit in here, I want to transfer, I want to go home, you know, I, I, I can't adjust. Do you have some positive affirmations that they can say to themselves that will help them overcome this homesickness? Yes. Well, positive affirmations are an interesting thing because they really work for some people and they really don't work for other people. So if you're trying to convince yourself of something that your brain doesn't really, really believe, that can actually add to your stress. <laughs> uh, but I do think that it's always true to say, this too shall pass. This is something that I'm going through now. I'm going to ride the wave. I'm going to, you know, accept that I'm along for the ride of this homesickness for um, as much as I can accept it, you know, and to have to bring some self-compassion and acceptance to our moment-to-moment -moment experiences. Um, but it's great to get support. So we have an amazing network of support here. We have everything from student support services, 
um, which is a, a wonderful um, service to students who feel that their uh, academics are being affected by, um, by some of the things that, that, that are distressing them, to our mental health and counseling service, which most you know, students uh, will seek help at some point during their career at MIT. Um, we see over half of, or about half of students go to student support services, and I want to say it's about a third of students go to. Um, so getting extra support is really crucial to feeling uh, that you're not alone with your concerns, that you're not all alone in your own head, but that there's someone who's just a, a, a sounding board and an ally for you to, um, to work through those issues. That um, doesn't mean that you uh, are that that person's going to do the hard work for you. You still have the achievement of getting through your own homesickness. But, um, but to have a neutral ally to help you get through it is a wonderful idea. And, of course, um, remember that half of all college freshmen just about are experiencing similar feelings. So you can find solidarity in all the people around you. That is great advice. Thank you so much, Zan Barry. You're listening to Conversations with MIT Medical. For more information, you can go to medweb.mit.edu. That's medweb.mit.edu. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.